It's game day once again for the Arizona Coyotes. The point streak Arizona Coyotes, can they keep it up against the Edmonton Oilers? That is a big question we'll have to answer on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. Happy Wednesday and happy Thanksgiving Eve. It is the day before Thanksgiving. Hope you guys are all um, preparing for, you know, those big, really big meals. I know I will be at home kind of just doing stuff to myself this this Thanksgiving around. But that's okay because, you know, it's... Things are just that way sometimes, right, Carl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a. I think it's a pretty common thing for for people in Arizona, uh, a transplant pl- state where lots of people just kind of end up away from their family. Um, I, I imagine there's a lot of people who are listening who are celebrating uh, a friendsgiving or just kind of going solo, maybe facetiming with the family uh, in the afternoon, but but not too, really too much. Uh, I, I often wish I was doing just like a low-key nothing Thanksgiving rather than deal with the stress that is my family. Yeah, because we all know how families can be. Yeah. Uh, it It is funny how Thanksgiving is one of those holidays where like it's really just about the meal and dealing with relatives who have different political opinions than you do. Like those are like the two things that we find for Thanksgiving. Uh, and it creates just a very hectic holiday. Yeah, it definitely creates a very hectic holiday, and it's just like, well, I mean, it's not gonna, it's it's uh, stressful, but it's also nice because you get to see people that you don't see all the time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I definitely don't see my family as much as I probably should, uh, and this is one of the few times during the year where it's like, all right, there's a societal obligation, so no one's really able to make excuses for it. So we're we're all gonna see each other. That's why I was glad to have um, some family members visit to Tucson just last weekend. So that was, you know, that was nice. And that kind of made it, made up for the fact that I'm not doing anything for Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. I mean, seeing your family uh, is, is the big thing that I'm going to be doing. You got to do that last week with like less pressure to have a massive meal that's going to make you sleep for three hours. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, I don't have to go for turkey this year. Maybe I can make some duck. Mm, duck's always good. Uh, I'm really like annoyed because my favorite place in Tempe had these turkey tacos with like cranberries and sweet potato flakes, uh, and they were just so good. Uh, and they stopped carrying them, but it was like the perfect Thanksgiving in taco form. Interesting. I just love that you know people can make different meals and make it and get creative. You know. Rather than the standard dry turkey. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely one of the meals where I think people are, are more comfortable experimenting. Uh, it's interesting because I do a lot of cooking myself, uh, for myself the past couple of years. And I don't really cook much of the Thanksgiving type things. Like I eat a lot of green beans, but I don't make green bean casserole ever. Uh, I prefer to be like a little bit more fresh. Uh, 
I, I, I rarely cook turkey or potatoes or, or biscuits or anything like that. Um, but seeing people like try and experiment with those kind of classic side dishes, you come up with some creative stuff and it's fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. Am I going to have some mashed potatoes, stuffing, and lots and lots of gravy? You bet I am. <laughs> uh, I, I I wish I cared enough about mashed potatoes to put in the energy to make my own mashed potatoes. I have my own masher, uh, and I've made them maybe three times. That makes sense. Yeah. Things, you know, just get lazy sometimes, and you're just... Yeah, it's it's a lot of or it's some effort for what I consider to be not the best reward. But I mean, before then, we do have a game uh, coming uh-huh. up tonight. We so. do have a game coming up tonight. Arizona Coyotes and Edmonton Oilers. Last time these two times played played each other, it was not a pretty game for the Arizona Coyotes. Five one was the final score, um, with the uh, Edmonton Oilers just all over the place. Um. We'll see if anything can change this time around because um, last time they didn't have Scott Wedgwood. Um, but on the other hand, the Coyotes are severely injured. Yes. So we got some issues here. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that I think we're going to be talking about more. Um, but I, I kind of want to just set, set the set the scene with a Craig Morgan tweet. Um Per the Coyotes, Jay Beagle, lower body injury, will have further tests and will not play this week. This means Arizona will be without matchup centers Beagle and Johan Larson, who's still out per COVID protocols, against the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. And if that doesn't just perfectly illustrate the kind of situation that the Desert Dogs are going to be going into, like in terms of injuries, I don't know what else does because... The Coyotes already like don't have much. Like they're a pretty pretty shallow team. Uh and like if Larson and Beagle are your centers, that that's not great. Uh and they're gonna be without them. So that's all kinds of not good. And let's also not forget Schmaltz is also gone still. Schmaltz is still out. Uh yeah. Here Just... are the centers as of updated as of this morning on Daily Faceoff. Okay. Um Barrett Hayton, your first line center. Travis sure. Boyd, your second line center. Jan Yannick, your third line center. And Ryan Dezingle, your fourth line center. So not ideal. Uh, no. I I was kind of wondering if they would slot in Galchenyuk in center. Yeah, right now he's listed as second second line right wing. But, you know, things could change come game time. I think he's looked better on the wing. Um, you, you've seen Unique play a little bit more than I have. Yeah. How is he at center? Um, I haven't paid attention too much to him at center because I've only really. Well, yeah, he is. A, I think he's a center mostly, and I think that's because of his ability to crash the net and be very, very physical. So he's good at it. The question yeah. is, can he keep it up at the NHL level? I don't know. Yeah. Or like a big question, like how can he do with faceoffs at the NHL level? Because that's yeah, that too. That's like half the battle for a center right there. Like winning faceoffs, um, it'll be it'll be tough to see. Like this is a very depleted Coyotes, but I think we've seen teams like that kind of 
like be ready. Like these are classic trap scenarios for for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, it'll be up to the Coyotes to see if they can spring that trap. And let's also not forget that the um, we got a couple players who are finally getting the groove. Jacob Chikrin is slowly getting back on pace. Shane Gossespierre, obviously being Shane Gossespierre and being the leading point point scorer. Kyle Capobianco doing well to uh, come off of his injury. And I and notice how I just named three defensemen right there. Yeah. Yeah, like the Coyotes have been good for, from the blue line. Uh, I think they definitely have had like a lot of opportunities for the younger players to show what they can do, and, and they're showing. Yeah, and I'm like, so this is going to be, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. I don't expect it to be um, like the last matchup, but it's also going to be a difficult one. Yeah, it, it's still going to be a difficult thing, but I think the Coyotes have turned at least one corner so it'll be maybe better. Like if they were healthy and had turned that corner, I would say I'd be like more confident that'd be better. But unfortunately, they're just not. Like so, I I'm trying to figure out right now if the Coyotes playing better makes up for the massive amounts of injuries. Maybe it's. These Coyotes, like some of them playing better because they know if they mess up, they get sent down. It could be, yeah. Like there there are probably a lot of reasons why like mentally players are like, this is my reason. And, and we see that a lot. Like anytime there's like a backup goaltender, like you're like, okay, got to play good because of, you know, it's a short-term situation, but like this isn't the usual guy. So we just got to simplify things and, and maybe the, the Coyotes can do that. For for an example, I just counted six players on the Coyotes for active like active roster as in who's set to skate today from Daily Faceoff as Tucson Roadrunners players. Mm. Hudson Fashing, Jan Yannick, Barrett Hayton, Dyson Mayo, Cam Deneen, and Kyle Capobianco. For some reason it feels like it should be more. Um but but yeah, that is a significant chunk of your players who all started the season with the Roadrunners. Um, Except for Cabo Bianco, he his I mean he's been up for a reason, and that's because of injury, yeah, and and stuff like that. But he can get sent down at any time because he already cleared waivers, and he still has by the end of this month, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, so. But no real indication that he would be. Uh, not yet. Yeah, that, that's a significantly young roster with um, not too much experience. Let's let's see what they can kind of do in this situation. It's a, it's definitely if you're if you're bear like this is a good like testing ground for your players to kind of see what they can do and how they respond. Exactly, it will be a very interesting testing ground just because, um, again, the all the you know, you know. It's like what what can these future players do? Because obviously, remember we talked about what the Tucson Roadrunners are this year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting, and I think we'll we'll definitely be talking more about like kind of what the Oilers are going to be like in, in the next segment for this one. Absolutely, we have to get to that next segment coming up just a sec. Um, but we still got some uh, some housekeeping items to do, including telling you guys about Built Bar. You know, it's that time of year. We just talked about Thanksgiving and 
all the f- different kind of foods we're going to eat. Um, but maybe when it comes to dessert, you don't want something that's full of calories and sugar. Maybe a built bar will be the perfect holiday dessert. You can feast on something absolutely delicious and feel good about it. Again, you can take you you having something that tastes really more like a candy bar than it does as a protein bar. If you can really want to compare a certain kind of nutrition, you have one slice of pie can go up with 300 calories on the low end versus a built bar that's 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and plenty of protein. Low car low calories, low carbs, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's a great option for when you're hungry. And once again, you know, with that Thanksgiving coming very, very soon, go ahead and grab a Built Bar or two. They got new surprises all month long. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so be sure to check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. And remember, guys, that's coming in just a couple of days. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get your 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so back here on Locked on Coyotes. Once again, we're previewing Arizona Coyotes versus Edmonton Oilers tonight at uh, 7 p.m., right? Uh, nope, tonight's at 8. At 8? God, why are they doing this to me? I, I don't know. Like, I honestly, like, checked, like, before. I'm like, is this going to be, like, nationally televised in, like, the U.S. or Canada, it, it doesn't appear to be the case. I do not know why it's an APM start. It's very frustrating. I mean, there's nothing else that could be... Oh, well, maybe it's because the Phoenix Suns also play today. Maybe they're kicking us to the curb. In a different arena? No, but TV contracts. Uh, maybe? I guess? Uh... They're on Belly Sports Plus tonight, though, so I don't think that that would really have much of an issue. I think they kind of maybe wanted to give, like, I don't know why the Coyotes don't do 7.30 start times, like some of the California teams. It's it's just really frustrating. Yeah, but that's the thing that always threw me off, because obviously growing up in California, anytime the Sharks and Kings and Ducks, anytime any of them played each other, it was always 7.30. Yeah. And, and like. Seven, I thought, was always kind of like tough with traffic um, Mm -hmm. from where I was working. Uh, Not really the case for me now since I live closer to the arena. But but yeah, I I wonder if it's something like that. I wonder if maybe they had something on the books and it changed. Who knows? Uh, Just 8 p.m. start. Yeah. Maybe they thought that uh, we're... Also taking part in daylight savings time for a second there, like yeah. who knows? Uh, could be, maybe. I've uh, it. I've heard dumber reasons. Uh, so yeah, but I think this one's going to be a, an interesting matchup for the Coyotes. The Oilers played last night. They lost four one to the Stars. Uh, I don't know how well the Coyotes are going to be able to replicate that. Because a big part of the Stars winning was they got two early power play goals uh, in the first period. So if the Coyotes can avoid taking penalties themselves and generate on the power play, maybe they have a chance against the Edmonton Oilers. That's And that's, and that's still a big maybe because remember who's on the other side with the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. 
And I just, not just not just one person, but we're talking to, and you named both of them in the first segment. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and let's talk about one of them. Uh, Connor McDavid, uh, his 17-game point streak to start the season uh, came to an end last night. Uh, he failed to register a point against the Dallas Stars, so clearly he's overrated. Uh, <laughs> uh, when he had 32 points, I think, in those 17 games, so yeah. But he couldn't make number 18 happen, so clearly he's, he's not that good. But but you have to imagine he is anxious to kind of restart scoring. And the fact that he's not even like the leading point scorer on the Oilers is just insane. I know, right? Um, just because the, the Oilers are just something else this year. I'm like, Yeah. I, I, I really don't know what it is. I was reading a Down Goes Brown article about like teams that we were kind of – or situations that were surprising that everyone was kind of wrong about. And a big one was um, the Canadian division, like, was all bad last year. And, like, this year, like, the the Flames and the Oilers are doing really well. The the Toronto Maple Leafs are doing good. So it's like, I don't know. What was the the Canadian division last year? What are the Oilers this year? I, I don't know. I, I don't think they can necessarily go deep in the playoffs. But, you know, that's more the playoffs are just a different animal altogether. I mean, look where they are in the um, in this in the Pacific Division right now. Like, yeah, but what is the Pacific Division right now? Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, we knew the Kraken wasn't gonna, were going to be be well, but the Golden Knights are fourth. The Ducks are third. And the Sharks are like only a few points behind the Golden Knights. Like, yeah. Like the Canucks are at the bottom of the standings. I think that is the least surprising aspect of this. Same with, I think, same with Seattle. I, I, I had a feeling they weren't going to be good this year. Uh, I thought they were going to be. Better I, than bottom of the division. I mean, I joked around saying that they have a chance of making the playoffs this year because of how bad the Pacific Division is. But then the Pacific Division just threw a wrench and decided to be weird, even weirder this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a tough one. I'm not sure really like who did who who is going to come out on top because I I will say this: I am not entirely sure the Oilers can sustain this over an 82 game season because I for pretty much most of my time covering hockey they have had the best player on the ice in Connor McDavid and they have still continued to do nothing um, because it takes more than a couple good players to win like it all in hockey and I don't know if they have like those areas thoroughly addressed or not um so I think they're they're going to go far. I think they're definitely better than the Coyotes, but I don't know if they're the quote unquote real deal yet. I mean, we're only what a quarter way through the season. Not even, not even a quarter of the way. There's hockey is such a a long season. Yeah, that we're like, just about it. We're just around the quarter because this is game twenty. It uh. 
Well, it's game 20 for the Coyotes. I think it's only game 19 for the Oilers, but I, yes, you are right. We are close to a quarter, um, and, and there's still a long way to go. There's still a long way to go. That means, like, what, at least 62 more games for those who have played at least 20 games? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and, and we still have an Olympics break. Uh, an all-star break. An all-star break. Uh, a winter break. Uh, normally there's, there's that oh, yeah, they, freeze they, on they, Christmas. Ho- the holiday roster freeze, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so no one's getting traded on Christmas. Uh, I, I, I'm I very glad that we have that. I want to know the history behind that. If, if there were teams that actually tried doing that in like the previous years. It, it would not surprise me. Like, especially... Some of the biggest thing stories I've heard in terms of like saving money that the teams used to do are insane. Uh, I remember Justin Bourne talking about how um, like the old New York Islanders would like send people down to the AHL for the weekend, like if they had no games, just to give them a lower pay cut or pay pay rate. And like that kind of stuff is not surprising. This is a business first. Uh, it is a sport second. So you better believe if someone was like working on Christmas uh, and a trade came out across their desk, they would take it with like no kind of feelings about like the families of the players. Absolutely. Um, but you know what? We sort of more get to on today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. We'll get to preview time, including our picks via our friends at betonline.ag. Speaking of which, I think, Carl, you have something to share about them. I do, yes. Uh, I mean, it's perfect for this episode because it's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means, football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered for all ho- for all the holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus using the promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, it's not just football either. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your Vegas or your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into our bet online picks of the game. And to celebrate that, let's go to our little ticker up in the corner. Bet online right there. Um, yes, that corner. Okay, going to Carl. <laughs> it's it's tough because it's camera and I know and it flips. It flips. Yeah, it does. Um, I figured it out because I know where my microphone is. Um, anyways, though. Let's get to the the lines and our picks. So, Arizona Coyotes, point and a half underdogs, minus 145, plus 184 on the money line, minus 205 for the Edmonton Oilers. Total points set at six. If you bet the under, it's minus 104. If you bet the over, it's minus 106. Hmm. So we're getting six instead of five and a half, which is interesting. Which means that there is a chance of a push. Yeah, there's a chance for a push. I am leaning more towards the under in terms of 
points. I don't think they're going to get six. They got six last time, and I think part of that was mostly Coyotes uh, not getting great like play defensively, not getting great goaltending. So that's slightly changed. I think it's going to be a tighter game. I still think the Oilers are going to win. Yes, I'm with you on that. I still think the Oilers are going to win. Um, the question is, um, by how much? As can I say the Coyotes can cover? That's the big question. Yeah. Which I'm leaning more towards like a 3-2 game. 3-2. So you're right You're right there on the under. Yeah. Right there. Like I think this one's going to be close. What I'm trying to think here. Um, I'm going to say... This one goes over. Mm-hmm. Final score. What am I thinking? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the push. Mm. I'm gonna go with the push. You said three two. I'm gonna say four two. Four two. For a second, like four two seems reasonable for me too. Like uh, I was gonna say that, but I'm like, no, I, I said the under. Uh, but I, I can definitely appreciate that one. I think that's a, a pretty fair one. So because I, of the push, that means don't bet on the total points. Yeah. You can, you get your money back either way. Um, and, but that also means to bet on the puck line for the Edmonton Oilers minus one and a half at plus one twenty five. Hmm. Which I, I think is the smart money. Um, the Coyotes have had a four-game point streak, which is great. And three of those games have been wins, which mm-hmm. is really good. Uh, it's nice to see the Coyotes get like a bit of luck um, and, and reward for their hard work after a rough start to the season. But I do not think it's realistic to think that that continues tonight. No. Um, but it's hockey. Stranger things have happened. Like I said, the Oilers lost last night, so maybe they're tired. Uh, maybe they're ready for American Thanksgiving. That doesn't sound right for for most of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, no, they're like they're like they're like Thanksgiving. We already celebrated that last month. Yeah, they, we got we got our Thanksgiving out of the way early. We're gonna have practice tomorrow. <laughs> um. I don't know. It, it feels like I, I'm leaving like a very small chance that this is a trap game. Uh, and I think the Coyotes could pull that off, but it, it just seems like we're asking a lot. If they do though, I don't even know. I, I can't, I'm going to have to rethink everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, in the sense of like, I mean, this team is just, I'm not saying this team, I'm not going to say rethink to the point they're saying oh is this team good no absolutely not no <laughs> um it's more of like what kind of team this is like yeah they're bad but is this gonna be like this like ragtag team that just kind of just like ruins anybody's night because they can just it, play a scrappy way I tend to think about that more as the season goes on 
because I do think that there are some teams that get a kick um, out of being spoilers. Yeah. And, and I say get a kick. Uh, these are players with financial incentive to win games and score points. So they are doing it absolutely for their next year. Well, also uh, remember this. Some of these players have performance bonuses too. And performance bonuses. Like they're doing it for the money. Um, but I think that tends to come out closer to the end of the season where like teams know that they're not playing necessarily. This is usually a post trade deadline thing. Post trade deadline. Yeah. We are like, okay, we know maybe they are focused on not losing, not falling in the stands. We're going to take advantage by just coming out strong. Um, and sure. The coyotes could very well do that now, but that just seems like something that you typically see later on. Uh, I would not be surprised, though, if the Coyotes had a trap game, if they just came out ready um, and it was just like, a, well, yeah, all of our guys are injured, so we just simplified our game. We played. We didn't try anything fancy. We just stuck to the system and got it done. And I'd be like, okay, kudos for you. Uh, it would just add further evidence that they have fully embraced the, the Tournier system, which is good. I, w- I would like that. Absolutely. Um, so I usually do two picks. For this and because I said I'm, I'm I say it's going to be a push for over under maybe I can choose the prop bet Ooh, is there is there fun prop bets we have uh um the amount of assists a player will get goals points saves shots on goal is it for Shots on goals for players, and each each of these are all individual players. What are what are the McDavid lines? Okay, so assists for McDavid one is minus two eighty six, two is plus one fifty. <laughs> what about three? Uh, there is no three for assists. This um, is the NHL we're talking about, and Connor McDavid. I know, um, but this is at least. Um, points. If you say if you get here at least three points, plus two hundred and sixty-four. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Uh, time of the first score. First uh, nine fifty-nine minus one sixty-five. Ten minutes or later, one thirty-five. I don't see that one. Uh, this one's under the NHL props uh, for the game. I'm not seeing the player ones, though. So we're in a different section. Very interesting. I didn't think. Oh, because NHL props for that one. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mine is game props. Um, let me go ahead and go to that one. That would be even more fun. Um. <laughs> Oh, margin of victory, um, race to three goals during regulation, first team to score, and time of first score. That's a good one. I like that one, time of first score. <laughs> um, I don't worry. I wouldn't bet on that, though. Um, it's, a, it's a fun idea. Um, I would say with that one, I would say it's over 10 minutes. Yeah, that'd be a good one.
trying to think. I could go hand in hand with my own with my own betting prediction when I say when I said it's going to be four to two. Yeah, I can say if you can say Oilers by two margin of victory plus four twenty five. Maybe throw in some of that Connor McDavid uh, assist totals. Anything like that? Yeah, just make just make some fun out of it. You know, just obviously. That's what that's what we here are locked on coyotes treat these treat these games. We don't take a lot of them we don't take extremely seriously. Um we nope. say hey, these are all fun, these are things you can do. We don't say please do them because we don't want to be um responsible for you losing money. <laughs> but if we if you make money, please thank us because we <laughs> Yeah, you could definitely thank us if you if you take our advice. Um, if you are interested in embedding more seriously, though, I do would re- recommend like do just your own research. Do your own research and go to a betting specific uh, podcast. I know we have one on our network. Yeah, we but- do. Locked on bets. Um, Q and Lee Sterling do. Uh, they do some great stuff over there. Yeah, it's it's always good to find like someone who uh, who focuses on that information in order to get the best source of that information. Yeah, they might not touch on the Coyotes very much, but if you're looking at any other kind of betting, they will definitely have that stuff for you. Yeah. And you probably shouldn't be betting on the Coyotes this season. No. Just in, in general, no. it seems like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Which is why we're saying not to bet on them for this game. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're just like, um... I don't know about this game. Maybe this one. Maybe that one. I, but I mean, but but to be real, I mean, like let, let's put it this way, Carl. I have been pretty. I have been pretty spot on with some of my picks. So, you you have been pretty good. I, I will admit. Uh, I think there's just like a a pretty good like, if you know hockey well enough and you look at the lines, you can get like a good idea of where they're gonna go. Um, but a big part of betting just seems to be finding like the the market inefficiencies, and that's just that's just like a next year thing that we're not going to be currently equipped to deal with for you. Um, but definitely follow Robin's advice. Yeah. And once again, though, if you do decide to, uh, to bet once again, please gamble responsibly because um, you know, there are unfortunately people out there who don't and they go through some issues. So, and luckily here in Arizona, they have a gambling hotline that you can call. If uh, if you feel you do have a gambling problem, absolutely, absolutely. Anyways, though, um, it, it, oh, so if you do want that, if you if you don't know what it is, feel free to reach out to me. I can give that number to you. Um, but anyways, that's gonna do it for today's episode. Um, hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a like, comment, subscribe if you get to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Um, don't forget to find us on social media. We're facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I'm personally at Robin with a Y underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Interact with us, ask us a question, and we might answer them right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again once to everybody for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe up there. Hope you guys are staying healthy, and don't forget to howl on.